Welcome back to the Hateful Geeks. This week, we're going to be discussing Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, and a little Wubba Lubba Dub Dub with Rick and Morty. Uh, we're going to discuss a couple of new uh, original programming TV shows that have been coming out that have been kind of uh, t- tweaking us out a little bit. And we're going to throw it off with uh, our hopes and dreams for the Defenders coming down the line. I, I-, I kind of hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> we like them. Just you be- do. Just, just because you don't like the Netflix shows doesn't mean no one else does. Fuck Luke Cage. Oh, that's that. We'll get there. All right. Welcome back again to the Hateful Geeks. I'm Phil. I'm Andy. This is Sweeney. And Tim. And this week we are going to be uh, discussing the, the the opening three premiere episodes of this season, season seven, Game of Thrones. Oh. Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage and, and the, the, the ensemble of this great Tolkien-esque epic has been going <laughs> on for a good seven years. 30 if you've been reading the books, but some of us don't read. But no, aren't we beyond the books? I mean, we've got we are well beyond so the books. far beyond the yeah, books. So Last season was behind, beyond the books. So is What's-His-Face still writing these? Yeah. I think George R. R. Martin actually maybe died a few years ago. I think so, too. Is he an android now? Public. He might be. <laughs> He's a robot. I'm pretty sure at this point in time, uh, HBO is finishing the series, and he is just rolling around in money or just <laughs> killing himself on cheddar biscuits. So he's Scrooging McDuckin' it. That's oh, yeah. pretty much he had- what he did. He went to the the Double Ds and said, "Wait, wait, Double hey, Ds, the, the creators boobs. of the of the TV show, David Benioff and oh, okay. D.B. Weiss." Okay, okay, no, yeah. I, I need it. I need to reference that because I was like, "Oh, he's, so he going, goes, he's going to yeah, his, his own Double Ds. He's going to his own Double Ds." So he goes to them and he's like. Here's the end point for each character. Right. Get there however you want. Wait, wait. So he already had the end point in mind? Yeah. Every good author they has know how it's a, gonna end. A, a beginning, middle, and end for a character arc. They okay. know where their character is going to end. If, 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 if George R. R. Martin is flying by the seat of his pantaloons with these characters, then it's not going to end structurally sound. He knows where Jon Snow ends. He knows where Cersei ends. He knows who's going to be on the Iron Throne, whether or not we're going to be happy with that result. Who knows? But the, from what I understand and rumor takes it, the way he even got HBO allowed them to take on this project was he asked them one question and one question alone, and that is, who are Jon Snow's real parents? And David Benioff and D.B. Weiss answered this question correctly. And then he let them make the show that we all know and love today. At least 30 million people know and love today. That makes me kind of sad because I really wanted Ned Stark to live. <laughs> Yo, man, like you're, you're, you're bringing up feels that I felt like almost a decade ago. I know. I tell you. That, like, was, that was the episode that actually got me, that's like, what made me sunk like this. into this, the series was when Ned Stark... Nobody was off limits. No. Well, and it was that's like... the cool thing about the character, though. He's, he's introduced us to this like morally... 
uh, incorruptible man of honor mm-hmm. in this world of like diabolical backstabbing and medieval politicizing. And he's like, by the way, now that you love my my character, he's dead. Yes. Fuck I, you. And plus, he, he, he they got Sean Bean. Yes, yeah, Sean yeah. Bean. Yeah. Seen I haven't comment. read a book. I don't care if you've never read the books. There are a lot of people have, have only watched the show and they never read the books. I've done both, but knowing that Sean Bean was cast as Edward Stark. You wish I'd known off the bat he's gonna yeah. die. Sean Bean doesn't does not die. I, I was talking to a friend of mine like the, the shock of that happening, and my friend of mine just looks at me straight face and goes, "Oh yeah, I, I knew that in 1996." <laughs> 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 yeah, and plus, like Phil's right, it's Sean Bean. Sean yeah, right. Bean, I don't think he's ever lived in a in, a, in any movie. Uh, no, no, he just dies. He but dies for Bean. two minutes of Equilibrium, right? Which is a great show. I love Equilibrium. I haven't seen that movie yet, actually. show. I don't know. Maybe I think difference. I turned like 90. There, it's a great Same. show. All right, all right, all right. ADD kids, we're gonna back <laughs> on track. We're all talking right. Game of Thrones season seven. Finally, here had to wait a little bit longer. Usually, it's just a year. Starts early summer. We had to wait till the end of July for this show, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, winter has come in in Westeros, and Westeros is like that weird world where. Um, the seasons don't really work the way that we know in the real world. Like a season can last years, uh, winter and, or summer for that matter could last. Like for example, in the current setting, summer has lasted like almost seven or eight years. It, they, I, it's one of the longest summers in, in noble. I was going to say, I think it's the longest summer they've ever had. In it, memory, it, yeah, yeah. recent memory. In the last hundred years of Westeros, it's the longest summer they've had. And, and knowing that, winter will be just as long, if not longer. Right, and do they ever address what causes the winter? Is it the White Walkers that actually cause winter to come, or is it, it like just the seasons? absolutely no explanation. You could either blame it on like wet, the, the planet that they're on being in some kind of weird... Uh, cause, cause, okay, because we're no flat earthers here, all right? Uh, Westeros is a, is a sphere, and it is rotated in whatever universe space it is. It, it could be on some kind of weird tilted axis. It could be on some weird rotation of its sun. Who the fuck knows? Right. So so at this point, yes, uh, Westeros, it could be magical. It could be the White Walkers who are bringing the winter with them. But that really wouldn't explain why summer and fall and spring last so fucking long. Like, those are three right. separate seasons. And we're talking like 15, almost 20 years to get through those seasons. So right now, it's official. Winter is here. The White Ravens have been born. And, and it is winter across all of Westeros. And the White Walkers are marching on the wall. So, you know, you, where, so, well, I want you guys to kick off the season. You know, like, what, what will your expectations and then what actually happened? You know, like, what, what was it, what like you thought would happen or where we are right now? Yeah. So, we'll try to keep it spoilerish free. So, if you haven't started, Look, man, don't worry. But, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. It's been seven years and half the world is constantly talking about Game of Thrones. Half my fucking wardrobe is Game of Thrones t-shirts. If if you haven't seen at least up to season five or six, oh, no, we're, I, saying. I, we're talking I, about I, just this season. If, this if, season. If, you, if you let Andy complete a thought, I think he was saying <laughs> he was one, going to say this season. Yeah, oh. So for this season, yeah. um, if you've seen the trailers or you even have any recollection of how last season ended, you know Jon Snow and Daenerys meet. So, so far that's Pretty much been one of the biggest things in it, and it does not disappoint. And how do you feel about Jon Snow being a zombie? No, first of all, he's not a zombie. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get our definitions straight here. 
there are the whites, which is W I G H T. The whites are the the animated corpses that serve mm-hmm. the White Walkers. They're not zombies right. because they're magically and they can hold where they can use weapons and they don't make more zombies. Only White Walkers can raise them. So that's they're whites. Jon Snow is literally just resurrected. He's not a zombie. He is brought back to life legitimately. So do you do you believe in this flame god? The, that, Lord of Light? the Lord of Light, or is it like? Do you think it's just really witchcraft? I believe that the White Walkers serve because I've read the books, so I understand mm-hmm. like the the source of their power. the The White Walkers are a remnant of what's called the Great Other, which is sort of like the the religious enemy of Relor, the God, the Lord of Light. One is a god of ice and death, and one is a god of fire and life. Now, how good either of these beings are is completely up for debate. Well, obviously, we've seen some fucked up shit happen with the 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 red priests and priestess and the sacrifices and screwed mm-hmm. up blood magic they do. The, none of that seems benign to me. So I'm pretty pretty sure that neither one of these guys is good. They could be two demons for all we know that just have convinced people they're gods. That that that's nothing we can really prove or or, or we can just theorize right. all day on that. But yes, and then, they have power. And then- it's legitimate. And in the in the in the series, they show that the the um the fairies, like the children of the woods, created the White Walkers to defend themselves from mankind. More elves than fairies, but yes, children of the forest. They are okay. literally childlike elves that lived it's, north of the wall when there was. Now, no is that winter. the same as the books, or is that you know? That's accurate. That's actually okay. staying true to okay. the books. Okay. I was just curious because you you mentioned something about the remnants of the the old gods kind of thing. I just was curious about um, if it was like like they showed you know when they jabbed the um, the the dragon glass into the the person. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like <laughs> re- religion in in Westeros uh, has taken so many forms. I mean, we have the religion of the seven, which is r- retarded. Let's just be, let's just get that out of the way. Religion right. of the seven. Everyone's like that's the current socially acceptable religion, and then you got what like the people of the north and the Starks were big on the, the old the gods old. where they worship like at the trees, the weird the trees. trees with the faces. Those so I I I don't know if this is true because the pagans, the pagans, yeah, very, exactly, yeah, they're like pagans. The, the old gods could include the great other and R'hllor and a whole pantheon of of powers and the, obviously the children of the forest could tap into magic on some level, uh, mm-hmm. which directly relates to the three eyed Raven and all the shit that brand's been capable of doing and right. working. But so we have brand back now, right? Yeah. Brand is back. Brand is back in Winterfell. We're back in Winterfell as, as the three eyed Raven, because we know, you know, the last season, they, the real, the other three eyed Raven was killed by the white walkers because brand fucked up like an idiot. And was like, I want to go back and see all the stuff again. Oh, he touched me. Hold on. Like, this is literally a <laughs> Oh, that episode. Don't even get me started on that episode. Hold on. That was like the most emotional. Oh, my goodness. I was like, son of a bitch. That's how I got door. his name. Hold the door. That was probably. Oh, it, the, was, oh. it was. It was perfect for him. Yeah. Heart wrenching. It was. I, also, so I'm just, an asshole. I, I am. We know. And, <laughs> and that actually. Yeah. Like you said, it was emotional and it actually touched. So I was yeah. like. Bravo. Yeah, that was amazing. I was like, oh, that makes sense why they call him Hodor now. And oh, that's why he became a a, spe- a simpleton or whatever they call him. So simpleton. Everyone who's caught up on at least season six needs to understand that all of season six was brand new information. And even seasons one through five didn't adhere perfectly to 
the books. There are people that are dead that shouldn't be. There are people that are alive that shouldn't be. Uh, but but for the most part, the overarching events has, has matched. Uh, almost. I mean, there's been little things in here. You know, go on online and look at that stuff. We're not going to we'll, take us 20 hours to go. Oh, yeah, we differences. can't discuss all of it. But the biggest reveals of season six that people who've read the books have been waiting 20 years to know was the origin of Hodor's name, which was revealed in that heart-wrenching episode we were just talking about. But more importantly is the, this was, and this was towards the, this was the last, the finale of season six was Jon Snow's true parentage. For a long time, people theorized the whole R plus J L equals R plus L equals J, which is, code for Rhaegar plus Lyanna equals Jon Snow. That right. Jon Snow is, in fact, not only not the actual bastard son of Ned Stark, but he's a legitimized son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna and, Stark. And why do they think they hid that for so long? Oh, like, it's, it's super important. Like they, they, so, okay, so if you pay very close attention in the, la- in the finale of season six, when mm-hmm. young Ned Stark is on the deathbed of Lyanna Stark, she's obviously just gone through childbirth. Uh, it's been a bad, it's been a difficult pregnancy. It's blood everywhere. Obviously, she's going to die from the proceedings. She says, promise me, Ned. You know what he'll do. Promise me. If Ned Stark brings home the son of a Targaryen, and Lyanna Stark and says she didn't get kidnapped and raped. She ran away and eloped with the, the prince of the realm and had they got married. Then Robert Baratheon would have yeah, murdered Jon Snow killed. baby on yep. the spot. He obviously had no problem with Tywin Lannister killing uh, Rhaegar's other two children, Aegon and... Right. Uh, and who gives a shit what that other kid's name is? <laughs> that other one doesn't matter. The, these these are these are children like Baratheon. He was pissed. He wanted all Targaryen. Oh. And, and the only way to keep a promise was to lie for twenty years. Right. This is a lie they've been just carrying on forever, and it makes sense because you know everyone, the Mad King, no one liked his family. They wanted them all, you know, killed, all executed. Everyone, you know, the whole family line gone. Um. So do you is. I don't know the answer to this, but is Jon Snow essentially like Daenerys and he can't be burned and he can't be... That is not a trait that, that passes over to all Targaryens. Obviously, her brother couldn't handle a right. crown of melted in your face. That, that was, was the best death ever. That was a cool death. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed Viserys' death. Yeah, but, I but hated that guy. Obviously, dragon blood is stronger in some and others, and the traits nice. of Targaryens don't always pass. Jon Snow... Uh, in the books is described as be looking like a true northerner. Uh, so obviously the the blood of the old of the Northmen is stronger in him than the Targaryen blood. Or who knows, maybe the magic of Targaryen dragon blood enhanced the magic of being related to the first men. And the, the first men are what the all most northerners are descended from, but the Starks can directly trace their lineage to. And the North the first men were men who actually fought and used magic and built the wall and right. def- def- tried to fight the children of the forest. These are men who think druids, I guess, would probably be the best correlation. Druids, there. shaman, so, kind of. So they have some kind of level of magical history just much as the Targaryens do, which is where this season becomes like incredibly brilliant. Like, Okay, so the series is called The Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. And if and I hate, I'm sorry. This is a slight spoiler, but it's not really a huge one. But in dialogue, Melisandre says, "I've done my duty. I've brought ice and fire together." Obviously, she believes that Jon Snow and Daenerys are the two that are prophesized in the prophecy of the prince who was promised, prince or princess who was promised. 
It, it could be plural. It could be all embodied in one person. These are things that are still up for grabs. Nobody really knows. But we know for a fact Daenerys is not the last Targaryen. We know Jon Snow is also Targaryen. He just doesn't know it. And nobody right. else does either. <laughs> Except so for he's Brandon kind of in the dark. Stark. Yeah, Brandon Stark knows all this stuff because apparently he now can see all, you know, in the future, past, whatever. Pretty much just the like an oracle now, I would say. He's kind of just the all-seeing. Bran will eventually reveal this info them showing that he knows this yeah and i see this picture too earlier today can we say that brand looks like the fucking beatles all combined into one person he is aged terribly (laughs) (laughs) he looks just like the beatles like if you combine all the beatles at his age into one man that'd be brand stark puberty has not been kind to this young man i'm sorry (laughs) his voice doesn't match his face no not at all he does have the the early sixties like boy bowl band bowl cut yeah. that they had. Like he just wants to sing, "I want to hold your hand." He'd, I mean, he might eventually start singing. I hope when not. He, yeah, when he, he saw her, when he saw her be a musical, and then oh. we'll have to like actually, you know, stop watching. I hate musicals. <laughs> I don't know how much like actual time has passed between like the escape from the Three Eyed Ravens Weirwood Tree mm-hmm. and Bran's arrival on the doorstep of Winterfell. But yeah. he has somehow become like the biggest stoic, emotionless asshole in that time frame. Like, how do you go from like, you know, hold well, the door for me, buddy, and to, well, to think about I it. see all, I know all. Well, like, think about it. Think what he just witnessed. Like, he saw the creation of a personal friend and the destruction within the matter of like 30 seconds. Uh, he looks like a guy who's got, who's like literally seen all of these children just acting like spoiled little brats, and he's just got right. no more fucks to give. And and his uncle is his uncle still around? Benjamin? Yeah, because he saved them. That's a he, huge. With, that's a huge reveal too. Uh, yeah. Fans of the books have theorized that Cold Hands, uh, who in the books rides a giant like zombie elk and has that that swinging fire mace that he was using. Uh, mm-hmm. No, he, he's never been revealed to be Benjamin Stark, but a lot of people believed him to be. And the show confirmed that, just like yeah. it confirmed Hodor's name and John's parentage. So the show has taken us to a level that book readers are like, we don't even fucking know anymore what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you also get, uh, in this season, you get Arya, or Arya coming yeah. back as well. You know what? I like the way you um, say it better than, than Maisie Williams says it. When she says her own name, I'm like, you're, you're missing like a whole fucking letter in your name. <laughs> She's like, Aya. I'm like, Aya. No, can you say like Arya? Like Arnold you're saying it. Aya. 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 So yeah, so Arya Stark. <laughs> um, well, I'm kind of pissed off at her because I thought she was going to be a faceless one. And I, I thought that would be a cool like ending, like her like her storyline to keep going on like that. Um, so I was kind of pissed off. It just makes sense. Watch I mean, the first episode. I will, but I'm just saying, like, it, I, it, you just well, watch I, the yeah. first two minutes of right. the first episode. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. But I'm still saying, I'm still saying, I, I wish, like, I that you know, I thought it was cool that she killed that girl. I thought that was really badass of her. But then for her just to leave, I but, get she might still be doing it, whatever. But, but that's Arya's character. It makes so much perfect sense. She keeps like learning shit from people and as they're like okay so i've taught you this really awesome thing like sword play or this she's, right she's like i'm not going to conform to your expectation or ideals for me i have plans for this these abilities like serio taught her how to fight with a sword the hound taught her how to be ruthless the fucking mm-hmm. faceless men taught her how to be like a literal like shape-shifting assassin but none yep. of these people has she like ever like sworn fealty to she's got a plan right. and she's got a goal and nobody is gonna stop her from getting there 
Right. I mean, and I agree. That makes sense. I was just, I guess when I was watching, I was really like, oh, this would be so sweet kind of thing. And then it was a little bit of a letdown for me. But yeah, like you guys say, I'm sure that you, that you guys don't have to like hint at it. I'm sure that she is. You don't have to say watch the first episode. I fucking understand that. No, I'm just saying like you'll see more of her arc okay. and you don't have to wait long because it's, it's the first five episode. Minutes. He's right. Is, exactly that, is, right. That the, is that the scene with the wolf or is that after? Oh, no, no, that's after. Okay. This is the first episode of season seven. The first five minutes of it are just mind-blowingly awesome. It is. Okay. So we can say, you know, the season seven obviously is beyond what we know from the books, but it looks, and what I've heard from everybody, it's, it's, it's amazing. There's not, has there been any down points? Are you like no. watching the season like, oh has man, Has there ever really been wish... a Game of Thrones episode that you did did not like? When Ned Stark died? No, like, <laughs> but, like a poorly written or a poorly acted. No, 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 absolutely not. But, yes, you know, no. Yes, there are, there has, there are, there, in season six, um, I, okay, so I don't care about the Hound. I, I feel oh, like, the church building. Yeah, like the, the episode with Ian McShane. Uh, when he was like trying to be like good and like helping these people like raise a barn or whatever. And like they're all like addicts or killers or something. Yeah, and the guy's like yeah. preaching to them. Anytime with the Hound or Beric Dondarrion and the Brotherhood Without Banners, any of that stuff to me is wasting my time. I only care about. They're free still drugs. excellently produced and but made. I can see what show. he's saying. To me, Game of Thrones is the best television right now, yeah. and it's not even like second place isn't even close to it. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I do see what Phil's saying here is that that stuff is like side stories, and they don't they're not needed. I don't need that. Like it doesn't add to any part of the main storyline. You think that shit's bad? All. Try reading the book sometimes, Sweeney. Let me tell you, man. There are so many characters that are not in the books that are there. Sorry, that are not in the show that are in the books. I I don't even have ha- I don't even have an exact number, but it's in the hundreds. The amount of oh, point sure. of view chapters he does, it, it is so bloated and convoluted with extra shit. Of course, it, we were even we were, we're ten years later. We don't have book six. <laughs> well, and you know, kudos to HBO then to kind of narrow it down to, you know, They've what will good. keep the populace interested. One, they couldn't afford to pay all the actors that would they need to to make it exactly like the books. And two, they've <laughs> yes, you're right. They've been good at trimming the fat. They've done a very good job of that. Okay. So, do you think this season we're gonna get this? Are we gonna get someone else finally on the throne? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I, I think either this season's gonna end with Cersei dead, uh, or uh, I, I don't think we're gonna see a massive shift in the uh, the status quo because we got so many prophecies going on here that if they if they do away with Cersei this season, then the entire next season would have to be just them versus the White Walkers. Right. And I don't know if you can do seven episodes of that. Right. And kudos to Cersei for surviving this long. Like, that woman is like, just like a cockroach. You just can't get rid of her. Okay, well, you just said yourself, what's your least favorite episode? You hate when Ned Stark dies. Oh, yeah. Everybody hated when Ned Stark died. So if they kill the person directly responsible for that before the end, why do I care anymore? You know, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I can see that. Yeah, you could let Cersei live on and start all of her little problems, and then she has to suffer through a lot of them, like when she like decided to make the religious sect. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing that you get from the show: do not cross Cersei. She has proven time and time again 
that she is always one step ahead. Well, that and don't of cross, everyone else. Don't cross Daenerys either, because eh, I'd be more scared about Cersei, dude. Because oh yeah, Cersei Cersei's is more like that. She is like a fucking Picasso of revenge. Oh yeah, and she's more tactical. Daenerys is, is kind of like, I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> she she literally gives no fucks that her own children are dead. There is no. there is a quote in this season where Thank she's God talking to are, Jamie though. and she's like, "We're going to build a, a dynasty," and he goes, "For who?" Right. And she was like, "For us." She was like, "That's that's all she cares about." It's like our kids are ashes. We had no reason to like cry about it anymore. Let's fuck up our enemies. It's like I was, Jesus. I was so happy when um, Joffrey? Joffrey died. Oh, I cheered. I jumped up and down. I was like, "Fuck you, Joffrey. You deserve every bit of it." You know how like the summers like and in, in, in the real world have been getting hotter and like you know I think like partly global warming but I think that that very moment half the planet actually jumped up and like <laughs> literally jumped up simultaneously and cheered and threw the earth off its fucking axis and that I would not be surprised all the crazy shits going on and on and right now but yeah no um, so okay so one of the things that they've kind of glossed over in the TV series which is really important um, if you remember from last season. Uh, Cersei, as a child, went to visit a witch in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. She's known as a. She was called like the Mag the Frog, or, or she's yeah, got a weird, she, weird name. She gave her the prophecy that she would have three kids and all of them would die. And yeah, so there's a huge part of that prophecy that was left out of the show that's included in the books. And that prophecy is that once she has known like true, you know, desperation, like she's everything is fucking gone to shit all of her kids are dead and all of her joys become ashes in her mouth these are exact words used by the yeah witch that, that mm-hmm. Tyrion reflected the, the exact wording of the prophecy is the voluncar v-a-l-o-n-q-a-r the voluncar will wrap its hands around your throat and you will die now the voluncar is high valyrian for the younger brother oh the problem here is that it's not any more specific than that. And Cersei, unfortunately, is a little tunnel-visioned on this. It literally means the younger brother. And Tyrion is the youngest brother. Cersei was born three minutes before Jaime Lannister. So it could be Jaime. Jaime could also be the Voluncar, but she's never once huh. in her life possibly entertained the idea that Jamie could be the Voluncar. So she's, you know, bastardized and demonized Tyrion his whole life because she, one, he killed her mother when during childbirth, and two, he's a dwarf, and three, she's been told that the younger brother will kill her someday. That'd be a, that'd be a nice twist. Maybe she goes too far and Jamie just has to get rid of her. I kind of hope, I kind of, I'm feeling that that's sort of how it's going to go, that Jamie's just going to get fucking sick of it. Jamie's always kind of had like, yeah, he's obviously has his own issues and stuff. Obviously, he's fucking his sister, sister which is weird enough. But he always has that little glimpse of like, he knows better. Like he knows something's not quite. He always has a little bit of honor still left in him. So I wonder if maybe you know Cersei will finally go too far, and he's like, you know what? Jamie's character has been quite the roller coaster. You have yeah. points where you're like, okay, he's a badass, he's awesome, and then something happens, and you're like, ooh. No, 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 no. I agree with Andy. I think Jamie's had like probably the most complex character arc of the anyone in the show. Yeah, so I'd say him and Stannis. Stannis, yes. Stannis. At one point, I was like, you know what? I I could get behind Stannis. Stannis has he just, a rightful claim. And then and when he, he burned going. his own daughter at yeah. the stake, it was like, well, you're shit to me. Yeah. Well, he just got power hungry. He just he got blinded. he was willing to do anything. 
for the it, throne. Yeah, and he got he just got that. I don't know. He don't know if you want to call it like bloodlust or whatever. But man, he just now is he zealot, actually man. dead? Oh yeah, religious zealot. He could do whatever. He, and plus, That's his daughter was actually like, sorry in the Stoneman. books. He's alive still. And I was going to say Game of Thrones, the TV show. They've never had any qualms of showing a death on screen. Yeah, they didn't show that one. His is one of the only ones that they've actually panned away from, and you don't see him die, which is weird. And he he kind of went out like a bitch. It wasn't even like a. He was just sitting against the tree. Yeah. We we really, we really didn't even see the whole battle. Like we, obviously, we knew we know they got destroyed and devastated. But he was just kind of there. Although he did kind of take out the three people by himself before. <laughs> I don't feel like Brienne of Tarth would lie about killing Stannis Baratheon. It's something that she's wanted to do since so she's shown up on screen. Uh, I, I think if she says she killed Stannis, she killed Stannis. Oh, yeah. I think he's dead. For but, sure. in the, but in the books, he's still alive and kicking. But then again, the Battle of the Bastards hasn't even taken place in the books yet. So who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. George R. Martin the Battle of the I was really hoping for the Battle of the Bastards that they would get off their horses and just settle it one-on-one. I was like, oh, please. <laughs> just and, do it. And, and John said that for us. He was like, let's yeah. just settle this one-on-one. And everyone else was like, yeah! And Ramsey's like, no, I'm such no. a dick. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> only am I going to shit on what John's saying, I'm going to shit on what the fans want to. That's how meta Ramsey Bolton is as a villain. He fucking shits on everything you love. All uh, as Joffrey did. Props to that actor. For playing like, like that, everyone hated him, and yeah. he was in this show on Hulu. And shit, I forget the name of it. It's about these random people that get superpowers. Misfits. Misfits. Yes, and he plays job, like Tim. the timid guy that gets powers, and he's good. Yeah, like he did, he's the polar he, opposite. He did, he did Misfits before uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Too. Well, now he's also in uh, in Humans. Yes, he's playing yeah. Maximus. He's Maximus. Yeah. I can't wait. It's a great so cast decision for him. He's a great right. actor. Yep. So yeah, going on, you know, this season again, we have a lot of different storylines still. I mean, we have um, the whole what are they called? The um, the oh crap. Uh oh. on Greyjoy. The Greyjoys. Uh, um, uh, Unix. Not, not the eunuchs. I but, uh, am so pissed off at Theon Greyjoy right now. Like, I don't even have words. Like, so here's a character since minute one. I was like, dude, first of all, I'm a huge Cthulhu and H.P. Lovecraft fan. So he comes from a house that's like, one, they're pirates. Two, they worship the fucking Kraken of the sea. Like, I love this guy. I love their whole The spiel. Ironborn. The Ironborn that's what we cool. do not so. We do not so. And you know what they also do, don't do? They don't act like fucking men when you take their wieners off, apparently. <laughs> I have yeah. been telling people for a long time that Theon has fucked up and Theon will have a great redemption. Like somehow he will come back and he will redeem himself for all the fucked up shit he did when he betrayed mm-hmm. Rob. And he just keeps disappointing me. Fuck you, we Theon. Have, we, we thought he had the redeeming moment when he was going to, you know, push his sister to the throne and his sister was going to take over the Ironborn and it was going to be a great day. Not but then fucking uncle had to come along. And, um, Probably Euron, that. too, by the way. That guy playing Euron is awesome, even though he doesn't have a, a you know eye patch. In the books, he's only got one eye. So nice. I was kind of hoping there was going to be a scene in one of the most recent episodes where that was going to become fact in the show. But nope, Theon decided to go for a, for a little swim instead of taking care Saving of his sister. Fucking dickless <laughs> bitch. I hate Theon Greyjoy so much right now. And I used to like defend him to people in arguments about Game of Thrones. Like, no, 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 you can't hate Theon. Theon's fucked up, but he'll be okay. No, at this point in time, I'm like, I'm done, Theon. We're done. 
we're done. We're done defending you. Uh, you you've lost your dick. You lost all of our respect. Um, you probably should just stay in the water and drown. Pretty much. It's just back to reek. Yeah, yeah. Fucking reek again. You're exactly right, Andy. And it sucks. So, I mean, are we are we caught up now? Is there anything in this season that we're? No, it's pretty much. I don't want to give away too much. So mm-hmm. right there, I would say, Game of Thrones, awesome. It, it, oh, it's we, the best show out there right now. And, t- show on TV and right now. The two of you need to. Oh, we'll catch, catch up. up for I just sure. need to catch up. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, I'll, know, I'll I, give you my HBO. I was back. I was <laughs> I was late to this too. You know, I was. I didn't start really getting into like season six until this year. Like I was way late to the game only because the episodes are just so long and it takes me forever. It took just me to... forever to get into it. Uh, Phil sure kept did. saying, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And I watched the first three episodes and the way Game of Thrones starts, there is no back character development. Oh, no. There's, it's you just, dive right in. You're, you're, you're in there, shit's going on and you don't really know what's going on and I stopped watching it and then I realized I was like one or two episodes away of it all finally going, aha. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> the once I just stuck of- it out and watched it, it was just, Hooked. I spent mm-hmm. the better part of a year and a half. Like every time I see Andy, I would be like, "Dude, you need to watch Game of Thrones, dude. It's Tolkien and Dune. It had a beautiful baby boy. You need to. It's Tolkien <laughs> and Dune. Why are you not watching this?" And he was like, "Nah, nah, stupid. I don't care. <laughs> like 30, Andy. Thirty million, thirty million people are wrong." I was like, "You fucking animal." I sometimes, you know, I love him, but sometimes I just really want to kill him with Whoa. Sorry. We didn't rec- we didn't get that on tape or anything. So if it ever happens, uh, I'm mad. Dead. Meditated. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yep. So Game of Thrones season seven out. Um, we all. I'm. Not, I'm. Not, I need to catch up, and hopefully, I'll enjoy as much as you guys are. Um, you will. We're but, all. Most so, of us here are huge Thrones fans at this point. Absolutely. So if if you guys, if any of our listeners are listening right now and they want to if they want to hear more about Thrones, you want to hear more of us our discussion about episodes as they come out. Just comment on our Facebook and our Instagram. Let us know, and we'll keep talking about Thrones as the seasons progress. Gladly, we'll we'll keep on going with this thing. All right. So next, we're going to stay with the stay with the TV theme here. Um, another season just premiered on Sunday. I'm gonna get swifty and shit on the floor. And I heard from one of us that they didn't really like it. Mm. Which one of which one of you fucks was it? Mm. Oh, rhymes with candy. <laughs> oh, I didn't dislike it. I was just kind of like, okay. And did you just meh, Rick and Morty? Yeah, there was parts that Have I. You- all enjoyed. Right. Right. I did love the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome scene. I like the big giant muscle memory arm. Before we, <laughs> sorry, before we continue, let's preface here. We we are not talking about the season three premiere, which was Rick Shank Redemption, which no, was him. that one yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that was him right. escaping from the the. the Confederation prison and Szechuan sauce that that premiered April first. Um, that was yeah. that was a teaser. We're talking about season three, episode two, which is what what Andy is mehing. Mehing. Yeah. Fucking, it, it was. It was okay. I I will give it this. I, I the only complaint I had about the episode is they focused too much on the Mad Max Fury Road theme. That was just like it, it took over the entirety of the episode. And I like that they go to different parallel universes like multiple times in an episode. This was just. I get it. They're fucking mutants. I get it. You guys really liked Fury Road, and <laughs> don't get me wrong. The, the the jokes they threw were great. The 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 giant arm of Morty just murdering everybody, and him forming a relationship with the mutant arm uh, that was hilarious. Wasn't, wasn't he like crying? 
Like when well, he was like murdering people. I mean, I felt, crying about his dad. It was, it was yeah. The whole episode <laughs> is him and Summer coming to terms with a uh, with Beth and Jerry getting a divorce. I feel like I feel like that's like you know what I would be doing if I ever turned to a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that he couldn't control the arm and. And he was like, okay, no more. But the hand was like, yes, bring well, me more. And yeah. they're like, bring more. And he's like, don't come in here. And like, and what Phil said was like them, you know, dealing with their parents' divorce. Like, Summer kind of goes nuts and then like gets in like a relationship that ends up kind of with, with hemorrhage, <laughs> voices by Joel McHale. Um, it almost in the same, it mirrors the relationship between Beth and Jerry. And then, you know, the like, Rick having the monster arm that come here more. <laughs> so it's like it's almost like an Ash and the Evil Dead kind of like hand goes crazy. Uh, a little bit. They, he, he, little bit. He, he injects him with like muscle memory, quote unquote, so some pseudoscience <laughs> shit that basically like gives him the memories of a giant arm that he saw, and the arm apparently had a pretty you know terrible past. Watch his family die at the hands of these mutant bikers, and goes on a nice. murder spree. And that that aside. Morty, I think, was able to uh, come to grips a little bit more with the divorce better than Summer would. Morty's problem, obviously, is that he sees his father, Jerry, as this inept, just weak-willed, spineless asshole who just doesn't know what he wants <laughs> out of life. And he just is sick of him and his mother, like, just torturing each other. Like, it harkens back to that episode where they went to marriage counseling in, mm-hmm. in space and, like, Beth's inner version of herself is like a giant indestructible alien queen hellbent on universal destruction and Jerry's inner is like a spineless worm. Sounds about right. That every time he's yelled at, he just puts up his butt. Like, Like, (laughs) yeah, butt butt stuff. Uh, Oh my God. I love this show so much. Oh, it's so good. This is a show that's so irreverent, but at the same time, so brilliant. They use all kinds of like metaphysical and philosophical ideas and just, just do dick and fart jokes. Like, like I think it, I think it's becoming like not only like one of the best animated shows, but like sci-fi shows. Yeah. And it was on your list of like top. Oh, I I love Rick and Morty. Like I, the the I just I heard Dan Harmon's name on it. And I'm like, yep, sold. Because I'm I'm a huge Community fan. Yeah, I love Community. Community's hysterical. I don't and I don't think that Rick and Morty has ever had an episode that I didn't love. There have been some that have been like slower than others, but they're all good. I've rewatched right. seasons one and two like six times. Right. <laughs> and I mean, like it had it actually like I never thought that like. I'd watch a show and get like a little bit emotional about certain stuff with a show that has a character called Mr. Poopy Butthole. I love, <laughs> I love Mr. Poopy Butthole and Mr. Poopy like Butthole there, got a raw like, deal. There's an episode in the second season where you kind of like, you kind of see that, that Rick has had um, a love from like another dimension. I can't, I think it's autoerotic assimilation. It is autoerotic assimilation. Oh. That's unity. unity. That yeah, sounds like a unity. great. Yeah. And, and like they, like she can't be with him because like they love each other, but she can't be with him because she knows how he is and she just can't accept it. It's because of how they both are together. Like they, uh, yeah, they, how they the both are yeah. each other and it just keeps feeding into itself. This is a show that deals with really serious real life problems that people have. And, and they, they just make it like presented in this uh, light hearted and, well, and like the episode ends with this rink. Rick just drinking himself to, you know, well, that's all he always the, is. Right. But like even more, he almost kills himself. Yeah. Like he, he thinks about suicide with like a laser and then literally moves his head at the last second. Yeah. He literally <laughs> passes out from being too drunk to kill himself. 
Oh, it's a, that's hey. a dark fucking thing, man. This show is dark sometimes. Huh. It's so brilliant. Like you gotta understand, like this is a show that has captured the hearts of like uh, of the jaded and the and the, the the cynical of us. I, I mean, for Christ's sake, uh, my best man at my wedding, uh, Noah, I got him a flask that says "Wubba Lubba Dub Dub" on it, which the <laughs> translation is "Help me, I am in great pain." Yeah, well, <laughs> that, is, that is that is the translation. Oh, Rick and Morty. Oh, bird it's, it's great. And then, bird and then, person. And like next, you know, the, the trailer for next week's episode is he turns himself into a pickle just for fun. Pickle Rick! Pickle, pickle Rick. Rick. Is that with the pickle Rick when he's flying out of the toilet? No, like, I, I he's yeah. just, he, is it? Yeah, and the, the, arms, it's Pickle Rick. Yeah, in the preview of the Pickle Rick, he puts on like this suit oh, and comes seen that flying part. out of like the toilet. Like the only rat parts. Yeah. Oh god! The only thing I've seen is that where like Morty finds him on like a bench. He's like, "Don't question. I just want to do this." Right? No, like, he puts on like this like rat suit. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> like, oh man! Jettisons out of the toilet. Oh, you know, it's some great. weird pickle Rick adventure by himself, and it looks like it's going to be great. Oh, fantastic! But so, no, yes, I, 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 another I, another I, hateful geek approved. I want to go show. around the table. I want to know everyone's favorite Rick and Morty episode. Andy, what's your Andy of all the episodes you have seen? What's your favorite Rick and Morty episode? Um, probably by far is the, uh, the, the, I don't know the name of it, but it's the one where the big giant space heads come and they're doing a reality. Yeah. I mean, you got iced tea in it. They're like judging the planets. Like it's like an ultimate, it's a reality show. It's not like the voice. (laughs) They get voted off and their planet gets destroyed. destroyed. So the (laughs) the government tags Rick and Morty to come up with the. (laughs) <laughs> the music that's going to save the planet and get Swifty is Schwifty. one of the greatest songs ever made. Cool, yeah, cool. Sweeney, what's your Oh, you know, I like that one a lot. That's a really good one for me. Um, the other one when it's oh my, it's like a party at their house and everyone's there and they find what's his face in in the the garage. Rixie like, business, yeah, Rixie business. business, yes. When he's like like I don't know what that little character's name is I forget but he's like it's like he's masturbating in the in the uh, uh squanchy squanchy yes hey man can I squanch in here can I squanch here like that's just that was that episode was just hysterical Tim what's your favorite Rick and Morty episode mine might mine might be a tie between you get um, one you get one oh <laughs> man this is hard pick shoes the other will uh, die. Uh, Rick's D minutes. Rick's D Rick's minutes. minutes is so good. Well, remind me of the Rick's D minutes. So. You just, uh, did you just have to make like a Sophie's choice of Rick, yeah, because <laughs> Rick it, was, and Morty it was it was Rick's D minutes, which is the one where um, it's the first one where uh, Rick plugs in the TV and it's like interdimensional and they're getting interdimensional cable. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> five crapples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the so. guy like personal space and just rips off his skin. Interdimensional <laughs> oh, cable. Part one. Yeah. I, I got you. Rick, so that was Rick's minutes. Awesome. And then the the other one is no, the Rick's you got one. Crazy. No, you got no. one. You so <laughs> the other one's dead forever. Uh, Too bad. Bye, Stephen Colbert. Sophie's choice. My personal favorite was season three's premiere, uh, Rick Shank Redemption. Uh, Nathan Fillion as the bug interrogator, and him <laughs> and Nathan Fillion doing his impression of Rick, doing an impression like it, that, that episode was brilliant. And I'm really I don't know why, but. Fucking marketing works. I need Szechuan sauce. I need McDonald's Szechuan sauce. <laughs> was it? It was yesterday or Sunday. Um, the the guy Justin Roiland, who does the voice of Rick and Morty, 
just put a picture of like a half gallon jug of that McDonald's oh, yeah, set him above the Szechuan, Szechuan sauce. sauce. Yep. He's just holding it like, <laughs> yeah. He got the sauce, but none of us got any sauce. Riot. Oh, uh, they'll do it next year. They're doing a live action Mulan that's coming out next year. We'll oh. get it. Well, it better be the same formula because if they change the Szechuan sauce, I'm going to have a problem. I don't, I don't know if my you taste buds. Compare. I don't know if my taste buds will remember 19 years ago. <laughs> uh, I think literally the cells in your body that change every seven years, you won't even remember what it. Yeah, you literally would. It might not even taste the same. No, it wouldn't. Anyway, so yeah, so this is season three, Rick and Morty. Dan Har- uh, the from what I understand, the show's future is kind of up in the air right now. Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland have been feuding behind the scenes. I haven't heard that. The only thing I heard was the the the. The like the two hour um, wait that we've had between two and three was because they couldn't the writers couldn't figure out where to take the season, which is Dan and Justin, and nah. uh, Dan also went through a, a, a divorce. Oh, uh, those are those stories that kind of like hit him pretty hard, which is why we saw the end of the the, sh- the end of the entire show the the Harmon Productions logo. It used to be mm-hmm. him and his wife with their dogs, and now it's just him on the couch drinking with pizza boxes and the dogs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't I don't know how well he... I, obviously, the Beth and Jerry divorce storyline is very close to home for him, um, but I think he is disagreeing with Justin on the direction of the show, and uh, whether I, I'm worried that they're cons- one's concerned they're selling out, but the, the, the rumor is that they're delaying because they can't agree on how to write it anymore. And if that happens, then this could be the last season of Rick and Morty. That's a bummer. Cause like yeah. Harmon's always, has always kind of been a difficult person to work with. Like he got fired from community. Right. And then let back on, but still, I, I hope they can figure out. I hate, I always hate when you, you have a good show and it ends because of writer, you know, right. disagreements because obviously that's like the, that's like the ultimate, you know, artistic ability to be able to write a show and you're trying to you mesh that with somebody else's artistic ability and it can right. be difficult but I really hate to see it because it's like can't you both just like do one each way and see how it goes kind of thing why can't we be friends right I think that the this show is too big for them to be letting their personal bullshit get in the way of me getting more Rick and Morty and right. I'm I'm gonna go very like me 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 on this one. Like I don't give a shit what your fucking <laughs> problems are, Dan and Justin. I want more Figure Rick and Morty. Figure it out. Get all your shit. Get it. Your shit. All of it together. Put it in a box. I don't care. Take it to the shit store. Whatever. Sell it. I don't know. <laughs> Just shit get store. your shit together. Figure it out. We need more Rick and Morty. End of story. Fucking Cronenberg. Or, or or at least not two years between seasons. Right. Yeah, God damn it, man. Even Game of Thrones is like, we'll delay it. Two months. Two months. And that's only because they know it's winter and they need to be able to film a lot of their shit in the snow. And you can't do that in like late summer, early fall. Right. So they Makes literally sense. had to push back their shooting uh, schedule, which is fine. I respect that. This is like, y'all act like some children. Get your I just shit don't together. want it. I don't want another Adult Swim cartoon where I have to wait years and years between seasons like Venture Brothers. <laughs> and we have it. And we haven't heard Andy talk in like a half hour. I think he fell asleep. Andy, Andy are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Andrew. Are you sure? Because I haven't heard you. Yeah. No. So I can't. I, I like Rick and Morty. So, I just have not seen all of seasons so, one and two yet. So I've, I can't, I've probably seen about four or five episodes. So I can't whisper sweet nothings in your ear? If you want to. Andrew. So remember how we talked about how it's a like get into Game of Thrones and you fought me tooth and nail until you finally sat down and like realized it was good. Like you need to take a little bit of time and just marathon the shit out of some Rick and Morty, man. Just do it. Okay. 
I, I know he's over okay. there making fucking facial expressions. Like no, actually, his face is dead right now. He's just like staring <laughs> at me. I'm pretty sure he's just like I don't know what I don't know if he's in like a coma from his food earlier or what. But man, he is just like Burr. no. I just have to add it to a long list of other shows, um, well, which could segue well, you into. You were off this week, so you need to get it under oh, control. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. So today, taking uh, Tim's advice, I started watching the Ozarks. Oh, good show! On oh, Netflix. it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god, this show is amazing. I'll um, admit I was reluctant because I was a big Breaking Bad fan and all this show this show just reeked Breaking Bad ripoff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it does. But I it, watched it, the pilot it, today that, and I was incredibly impressed. That, that's literally how I'm describing it to people is like it's Breaking Bad starring Jason Bateman. And Jason Bateman directs it and produces yeah. it. So I mean like kudos to him. I didn't even know he could direct. Uh yeah, he he is the youngest um, director of all time. He's 18 years old and directed a TV show he was on. Nice. So yeah, we get this show and it is. It is Breaking Bad a little bit, but it's money laundering. Yeah, instead of meth. Instead of meth. And instead of Jason Bateman doing this out of necessity to pay for medical bills, he essentially just does it because he can. There's a bit of like he can and then he's also kind of like saving his own ass. And his well, eventually. Ass. Well, eventually. Yeah, right. The reason he starts into it is because he's a numbers guy. Oh, right. Yeah, he's yeah. an accountant. He's doing it at first because he yeah. can. Yeah. And his partner who's helped start his business is this douchebag that just runs his mouth about everything. You're, you're stereotypical hedge fund bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, they were both in on the money laundering. That goes without Absolutely. saying. But one right. of them tried to fuck over the drug dealers they were laundering right. money for. Right. And he done screwed up. And oh yeah, he got taken care of. You know what? <laughs> God, you know what? I hope that I have enough problems that the day comes that I can liquidate my assets in forty-eight hours and have almost eight million dollars. Fucking exactly. shit. Yeah. So yeah, he gets he gets pretty much given an ultimatum. So it's kind of a spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen the show. But it it's the premise of the story is he's trying to save his life and his family's life from this you know this Mexican drug cartel who is pretty much laundering all of their money through him. And he's given a lofty goal at the last minute to save his life. And he's like, okay, I'll try. I'll try to do it just to pretty much not get shot and put into a barrel and disintegrated. So right. far away <laughs> shot and the writing, I, I, I'm going to continue watching it. It was a good suggestion to him. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was watching it and I was like, okay, I like the acting. I love how it's being filmed. Like it was, it was, it's, it's beautiful. It's for, got a very dark tint yeah, to I, it. I like, like it. I'm watching it. And mm-hmm. who, who's the, uh, the, the, um, Cartel's name, I want to say Eli, but I don't think Del. that's Del. 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 Yeah. When they're like, why are you putting on this front? Like, you're better than this. And when he just fired into the bathroom and murdered that woman in there, like she was a civilian in all of this, I was just like, oh, I like this guy. He is not fucking around. Well, also, like, my, I think my favorite part of the pilot is that, you know, the questions that he asked Jason Bateman about, you know, who, who's, who's stealing money. He didn't know anyone was stealing right, yeah. money. It, it was, was like, why did you say was five million when it was eight, eight million, eight million gone? He was like, I, I didn't know. know. I didn't I know. know. I just, I was a hunch. He's like, you killed somebody on a hunch. He's like, well, yeah. He was yeah. like, I knew something was up because when did that guy never right. run his mouth? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When did he not shut up? Yep. So, so we're gonna we're gonna like fa- go fast and furious and hit on a bunch of these like Netflix original programming shows that we're seeing. Absolutely. So another show that I watched recently is called The Three Percent. Um, and it's produced by Netflix, but I don't think Netflix produces things in Portugal. So I'm it, right yeah. here, it, but it, this is a Portuguese show. Um, it, but it, it's on Netflix, but it's called the 3%. Good old futuristic dystopic future. Um, everyone like 97% of like 
the remainder of humanity lives in these like ghetto slums. It's really shitty. And every year on their 21st birthdays, only 3% of the people are allowed to uh, take the series of exams to go to the offshore, which is like a paradise. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of having to read a show. It's dubbed. You, know? you can watch it dubbed if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but that's just me being a, you know, a typical American white male that's like, ah, just give it to me. I don't want to read anything. I'm lazy. Misogynistic, uh, cisgender, yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah. So I, I haven't watched this one yet, but I did, once you mentioned it, I, I did go kind of look at the trailer, kind of see, you know, how, what it was about. And it's interesting because it looks like it reminds me of just like, I don't want to say Goonies, but like a, a, a band of misfit, you know, kids that aren't approved to go are fighting their way through. Kind of, sort of. So let me let me break this down for you. So the premise is, um, it's it's a group of people that have absolutely no relation to each other. Um, there's there's a, a small re- rebellion on the onshore, if you want to call it the slums, who are sick of the the three percent having their way and like having all the best resources and living on the offshore. They're like, why can't all of us go there and live like semi good lives? It's very like haves versus have nots. But the, the cool premise about this show, other than its contrived, dystopic, reverse island plotline, is the tests. The tests that the, these uh, candidates have to go through are cool. They're like, I'm a big gamer. I love puzzles and I like games of the, this nature. So they have to go through like IQ tests, uh, logic tests. They have to go through like uh, building puzzle tests and like working as a team test and like how good are you at like not succumbing to hallucinogen tests like <laughs> the, the, this is a series of tests and people die through this examination so, so it's like it's like hunger games but le- less over less overt killing it's not it's yeah not, it's not so much everyone trying to kill each other it's just like if you fail the test you're fucked and you have to go live the rest of your life in the slums and if you right. succeed you have to you get to go live in the offshore and there's huge reveals and like plot twists throughout the season but for the most part is you're not really watching this show for its plot the plot is think of this like the like survivor but like in the future oh, God, i hate survivor and with better games <laughs> like way better games like that's the cool thing about it is is watching them like trick each other or use or or, or work together to solve these like intricate like problem solving it's it's fun and if you like that kind of sort of things this is probably a good show I'll, to enjoy. and i'll i'll give it a shot i i'm not holding any hope out um a lot of these foreign films or shows or series that i've watched they have really good like acting and they have really good cinematography but a lot of times like you said the plot just is lacking and I, it, I don't know what that it, what causes that, but it, maybe it's just the fact that I had to focus on the wrong part. You know what I mean? Like I had to focus on reading or d- the dub, and I, it doesn't quite, you know, hold my attention as well or something. I don't um, speak Portuguese, so I can tell you right now I tried. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge anime guy, so I have to watch things with subtitles. I tried yeah. giving this show a chance, listening to the actual Portuguese and the subtitles. I can't do it, man. Portuguese just does not sound like you know pleasing to my ears i don't know how else to describe that without sounding <laughs> like a without sounding like a stuck up uh, asshole we're american it's fine i had to put on the dubbing and even then like the acting is not this is not a selling point on this show okay and that so, I, that could just because of the language barrier but this is a this is really a show that you're watching because of the events that take place in it and the plot right. isn't bad, but you, you, some of the characters you're like, Holy shit. Like, are they going to make it or what's going to happen? And season two is shaping up to be pretty interesting. 
Well, yeah, like I said, we'll give it a shot. Uh, not holding hope out, but we'll, who knows? You know, it could surprise us. So yeah, give that one a listen. Uh, listen, no, it's not books on tape. It's actually a show. Um, take two. Go take with take two. two. Go with take two. There, we're gonna go ahead and you know watch three percent. Um, so then you also have another show on Netflix. Uh, it's a remake, right? Twin Peaks. It's a it's a sequel. Like it's not like it's a return. It's a return to Twin Peaks. So Twin Peaks was a show that was on in 1990, 1991. When we were just babies. When we were just wee children. Andy was 40. And <laughs> <laughs> again. 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 And it got canceled after like very high ratings. And now it's come back. Okay. And I don't even know where to start on Twin Peaks. Dear God. Um, it starts off as a murder mystery. Makes sense. About a, um, a a woman in a small town in Washington, FBI agent comes to investigate because he Kyle thinks McLaughlin. It's the, Kyle McLaughlin, Dale Cooper, Dale thinks that um, the FBI think that it's the next part. Uh, it's a serial killer, like Fargo. Uh, nah, nah, yeah. Okay. More like a really long episode of X Files. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's X Files before X Files. Like James the Company's on it. Nice. Um, for like a couple episodes. And then the second season kind of delves into the supernatural aspect of everything. And then this season, this return has been <laughs> even more out there. So it is like X-Files, like legit, like supernatural yeah. stuff, oh, like yeah. aliens or... Yeah. Uh, the The show started off or ended with Dale being caught in the Black Lodge. And the Black Lodge is something supernatural that comes up every... So often, every certain period of time. And in the last episode, it says, someone in the Black Lodge says, see you in, we'll see you in 25 years. And this is 25 years later. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And okay. Yeah. So, and it picks up all of the characters 25 years later. Um, Dale still caught, is still in the Black Lodge while an evil doppelganger has been going around. <laughs> for, for, so I'm I'm trying not to like spoil a whole lot, but Please in the don't. Black Lodge, there's there's something called Bob, 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 Bob has bitch tits. Bob does have not this Bob. <laughs> this Bob is super creepy. Okay, so um, the Bob Bob has something to do with it. Not the Bob, <laughs> but Bob has something to do with it. The Bob, yeah, I think that's what we're gonna refer to from now on. The Bob, and there's a lot of people who have like worked with David Lynch that have popped up in here, like Naomi Watts. Um, oh, Jim Belushi um, is in what it. the hell? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, shoot. I can't think of her name Tim, now. Um, while, yes. while you're like brain farting on that, I have a question for you, man. How yeah. many seasons was the original Twin Peaks? Two seasons. It's so just... It's small. You could catch up on that if you wanted yeah, to actually... It's, it's, it's six, it's six um, episodes in the first season. The second season's 22. And Whoa. then... Well, because the six, because it started off in like April of like ninety, and then it oh, okay, um, and then there's like fire a season and a half, then yeah, so and then there's also fire walk with me, and fire walk with me is the last week of the character Laura Palmer, who he goes to Twin Peaks to investigate. Fire walk with me is the 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 last week of her life. Oh, and what? So if it's the first time you're you're watching Twin Peaks or Twin Peaks at all. Watch the watch the show and then watch Firewalk with me. Because if you watch Fire, if it's the first time you're watching Firewalk with me, and you haven't watched Twin Peaks, number one, it's going to spoil who kills Laura Palmer. Number two, you're going it, to it's it very get much gets into the supernatural David Lynchian of it all, 
And you're going to just go like, what the fuck am I watching? See, that's cool, though. That sounds to me like a big puzzle, like a big show that you have to kind of put the pieces together. That's something oh, I could get into. I, I think it, I could... It's something that very much like, watch it. You, you got to know that you're not going to get a lot of answers immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, or for some of it, or at all. At all. And okay. there and there's an episode, which in, in The Return, which is great, but I think it's episode eight, where you're going to watch and go, what the fuck? Fuck! Did I just watch? I just like Black Mirror. Mm, it, it, it's more Black Mirror than Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because like because the the like I said the first season the first six episodes very much murder mystery. Okay. And then the second season David Lynch was able to to he he had he had free reign to do whatever he wanted with it because it was such a hit. Hmm. And then I think after people found out. Who killed Laura Palmer? People kind of dropped off because it's you're gonna like it. You're, you're gonna like it or hate it. Okay, okay, man. I have a lot of shows to watch now. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I rewatch I rewatch Twin Peaks before the return, and I I busted it out in about two and a half weeks. Yeah, man, I got a lot of shows because it's just like the more you guys talk about all these other shows, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that now. No, uh, and, and, Andy's and, screwed. Andy's gonna be dead before we can finish yeah. watching all these. And as much, <laughs> I've and I've seen some of Twin Peaks here and there. I just. As as much as I've loved the return, it's been definitely like an exercise in like frustration because some episodes will reveal a lot, and then like this past Sunday's episode, episode twelve, just goes along as a glacial pace and just doesn't reveal anything. I think actually one of the coolest things I've seen recently of Twin Peaks, of all things, there is a pop figure of yeah. her wrapped in plastic <laughs> or Laura Palmer. Yeah, yep. you get a murder victim pop yep. fig. That's, how she, that's a little that's, morbid. Right? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, it's that's like, how she's found. I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted. Like I, I if with Funkos, I very rarely get into like full lines. I kind of wanted the full line of. And now I'm trapped in a basement with these two because <laughs> this is not good. Sweeney, stand on the plastic bodies, <laughs> Bob. Bob, firewalk with me. You know, you're thinking <laughs> I'd be a witness to this, but I'm actually going to be an accessory. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so Twin Peaks, we really want to, I mean, that's not a good, good show. Um, there is a, is there any other shows out on Netflix right now that we're like, oh, I got to watch that show? Um, there, I kind of want to watch The Tick, even though it's not Amazon, oh, God. Or it's not Netflix. They got to stop doing The Tick. Yeah, I mean, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to, I know the first episode's up, but I'll watch, I'll wait and watch until the full season's up, but Glow. I, it's, it's, Glow's good. Glow's Glow. good. Glow is on Glow's Netflix, and it, uh, that's the woman wrestling, right? Yes, yeah, Mark Maron. Yes, Mark uh, Maron. He is Brick. hilarious. He has his own podcast called "What the Fuck with Mark Maron." Did you steal that one too? Steal what? The podcast, the podcast. that you taking over that one? Too? Yeah, that's mine. Okay, you own that one. Cool, <laughs> that's ours. Uh, no, it, he he's hilarious, and he's great in this show. And it was it was that's it's a weird name, Glow. Funny. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah. it was an, it's a real it thing. Was an, it was yeah. an actual thing in the eighties. Wow. The show is based well, on a true story. Yeah. And I think well, I did watch the first episode, I believe, where Brie Larson was like going Bacon. nuts. Allison Brie? Allison Brie. Sorry, not Brie Larson. That's you wish we Brie Larson. Yeah. No, Allison Brie was like, she's like an actress and she's actually really trying to like give a story to her, to her, like, wrestler. To her character. And, yeah. <laughs> and then the one woman that she's like sleeping with her husband or something comes in. Oh my God. That was like the best scene ever. She's like running around the ring away from her and they, and they cut to an actual <laughs> right. like wrestle like match. I'm like, right. oh, this is good. Yeah, that was good. So Andy, are there any uh, shows that you, you're, uh, you're jonesing about right now? Um, I actually wait and I watch The Flash 
on Netflix because I just I get so impatient. I don't want to wait week to week, so I wait for them to upload a season. Then I just marathon the shit well, out of it. Really behind, but so season three is now the, on there. That's part of the fun. You got wait, wait, goddamn old man. No, no, I I refuse <laughs> to wait. I refuse for your goddamn commercials. I'm just going to wow. wait for Netflix. And you then are I like the grumpy old man. <laughs> like, get man. off my lawn. Slow down. This is a neighborhood. No, here. speed it so up. So you just now watched speed it up. Let me get this. season three. I haven't even started it yet. Oh, oh my God. Are you shitting me? That's a whole other topic for another day because that's ridiculous that you have not watched The Flash. Oh my God, man. There's a lot of shit Mr. going DC on. I've been moving. Did you watch Arrow? I, I hate Arrow. I hate, I Arrow, like Arrow. I hate Arrow. I like Arrow. Oh man, I like it. I mean, it. it's had its ups and downs. Like, but... I don't care about the Green Arrow. Like, yeah, he's a shitty hero. Cool. But the show is good. It's an enjoyable show. Eh. It's a poor man's what? Batman, and then the show is terrible. Bad. He's, he's not poor. poor man's he Robin Hood. He's rich. <laughs> so you're excited for the Flash? Yeah, Anything I need else? to catch up on that. And How about um, anything relevant. <laughs> I think what we're asking is like, is there anything that's like new or like on the horizon or unique that you have watched? Like, did you check out Thirteen Reasons Why? I, I no. Thirteen Reasons no. Why I heard is getting a bad rep because it's making suicide like relatable. I've actually watched this show, and I can tell you flat out, it is incredibly well done, and the acting is great. The music's fantastic, but yes. It That's kinda, why Andy hates it. It kind of music. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but, but it does kind of glorify suicide a little bit. Yeah, so that's like my concern. There is like, why are you making a show that glorifies this? It's based off a book. Yeah, but man, like that's you get a lot of people, a lot of kids watching Netflix. Oh yeah, like like teens that you know when you're a teenager, you have a lot I of mean, emotions going on. I, you don't need a show like I, supporting things. I think if anything, well, I mean, I. I know, like, like she gives like thirteen reasons why she committed suicide, right? Right. I think if anything, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, kind of, I guess, uh, I can't think of it, but I can't think of the words I'm trying to say. What, but wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, words are hard. Words yeah. are hard. I Shit. I did not sleep well last <laughs> night. It's so fucking hard. Just say it. Spit it out. <laughs> no, it's so fucking hard right now. It's going to come back in every episode. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I think it would put awareness to to suicide, as in like like hotlines and and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe there's, there's getting help and getting help. Episodes. Sure, well, okay. good. But look, man, like this isn't this is a show that the, the what it boils down to is like this chick kills herself, and every cassette tape she makes has like a person in her life that she's basically pointing the finger at, and she outs them with with evidence on some shit they pulled that led her to kill herself. And for the most part, I don't care. I'm going to spoil it. It all basically culminates to a crime, a felony being committed, a bad one. And that, and yes, the tapes are used as evidence eventually to indict the person who did mm. what they did, which is fine. So, but it still gives you the idea that killing yourself and then creating some elaborate, like, like suicide note will somehow like create justice for what happened. You still right. dead, motherfucker. Right. right. Like that's right. And that, that's my problem with it. It's like you don't need to glorify this. Like, yeah, I get it. I get the the premise that it's a book and it was maybe, you know, written to bring awareness to suicide. Right. But I feel like if you're portraying this person that did kill themselves as a hero. Yeah. yeah. Like that's it's bad, like, man. Yep. I'm with you Don't on that, that shit. Rough. I, I remember rough. something in the previews that we were watching where they were like, oh, she killed herself for the attention. And I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense because if you're dead, you are you don't even realize you're getting right. the attention. Right. That's you're a not whole there, other You're topic. not there for the attention. Yeah, like, just, suicide's um, a touchy topic. Right. I mean, 
you know, I think a lot of people have been affected by it. You know, I know personally I have. And man, just to see a show that does that, it just rubs me the wrong way. Like, I just do not want to have any part of that. You know what? So mm-hmm. the, the message of the show is really, it's really a gigantic anti-bullying PSA, which it's, and it, and it, you right. know, it hits that message right. It does, it hits on really important things about how you don't stand by and you watch somebody getting, you know, tortured. You don't sit there and allow this kind of crap to happen. And you sure as shit don't take part. You do the right mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, the problem is it is the medium in which this girl who went through all these awful things, killing herself is never the answer. It's not how you solve the problems. The, there were so many people that should have been there to help her. And that's what another part of the show goes deeply into is when she was like doing her cries for help and she was reaching out, the people that should have been there to do that turned their back on her. So this is, yeah. this is a show that's really – if you can, if you can ignore, and it's really difficult, but if you can ignore the glorification of suicide and focus more on the what's doing uh, of anti-bullying and making sure that you're available to people that are in need emotionally like this, then it it it, it serves its purpose there. But eh, I'm with you on the yeah. other aspect. It has a negative aspect to it. Okay. Well. One just popped into my mind, and I completely forgot about it. I'm going to take it back to HBO, because HBO, their original programming is amazing. And one one show that came out that I was like, this looks kind of too drama-ish for me, Big Little Lies. And it was actually really good. I loved it. Wait, Big Little Lies is a book um, written by, what's her name? Some author. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have it upstairs, author. actually. I can't remember the name of the book or the name of the author. Oh, well, yeah, but so I did see the, 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 that, that, that was coming out and it's about like an affair, right? Kind of, There's yeah. a whole lot in this. Think okay. Of, think of it more like the social dichotomy of, uh, of Orange County, California. Housewives. It's all these, because there's another, there's another wives that are all connected because their children go to the same school. Okay. And you just see each one of them. Nothing is as it appears on the outside. And there's just a whole lot going on. Okay, maybe this is different than I was. Different book that I'm thinking of because there's another book that's really especially like related to it called like the husband, my husband's secret or something like that. And it's like there is an affair related to it. Like so, maybe I'll have to look at it again. But I thought it was something like that. Um, my my husband's secret sounds like a really shitty Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a book, and it's it's a book that you know my girlfriend actually she likes this author, and I actually bought these right. books for her. Right, um, this is why I know about them, and they, she actually they're actually really good books. Uh, I thought maybe the Big Little Lies is one of them, and it might be somebody else too. You know, it might be another book she had that was not related to those at all. So is it is it just like a drama? Is it is it a Mystery, or is it just pretty much like women and kids and yes? There's a little something happens, and it kind of builds up to there's a murder. You don't know who dies or who did it until towards the very end, huh. and you just there's a motive. Every single main character in this has a motive to commit the crime for somebody to die and okay. to do the crime. Yeah, that's the cool, yeah, Andy's right. Like, every person, the the cool thing about this show is it opens up with, like, the cops at at a murder scene, but you at no point in time know who got killed or who did the killing, and as you watch the show, you're like, every single person you come across is like, 
they could have either done it or been the kill, the person who got killed. It's and you're kind huh. of like playing a in the and it's all really the it's weird like the 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 politics and the social aspect that go into being like a single or not even a single but like a like a housewife in Orange County like the money and and the the backbiting and the drama and the acting is so good in this dude like Reese Witherspoon who the fuck knew man and. Of course, Nicole Kidman. She is and probably Laura the best Dern. show. Laura Dern's great. Oh, too. Laura Dern. That's who it is. Yeah, I she's have, I have really good. Like the, okay, Kelly was watching this. I did yeah. see you. I see so you. So, Laura, yeah. we all know Laura Dern, Jurassic Park. Yep. Like she's she, the, she was the actress I couldn't think of. Yeah. We're talking about Twin Peaks earlier. So, she actually plays kind of the 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 no. one you don't like, the bitch. That the alpha bitch. bitch. Yeah. yeah. And, you're, and she does it so good. Nice. Very cool. You guys are just adding more shows yeah, to the list the, for everybody to watch. This is actually a short it one. Is, only it episodes. was only six, six days. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It, it was short. Very cool. So I think that kind of is what we and all good watch music currently. Like, yeah, music was awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm currently yeah. watching. Andy, I know. I want to. I want to emphasize what Andy just said. The music is one of the best things about this show. Okay. Cool. I I always can appreciate a good soundtrack or good music because if you can add good music to an already decent show, it just amps it up even more. So awesome. Yeah, so that's all the Netflix stuff we're watching, and even some on HBO, HBO and and, Showtime. and Amazon. I think was mentioned too. Showtime and Showtime. Um, so yeah, go out, go out and watch these shows. Like throw honestly, your like, lives I mean, away, spend yeah, the rest binge. of your lives on your couches and watch television. Especially in the month and a half before the fall season TV right. show. Listen yeah. to us fall and watch six. your shows. Just that's all you gotta things. do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we got what the defenders kicking off the fall. Oh yeah, so we got yeah the defenders are coming up you know, August eighteenth. August eighteenth, yeah. I think. Uh, we're gonna actually we've seen all the trailers. We've gotten all the stories from the whole time built up to us. Some of us don't like those stories, but we won't, we won't touch that again. Meh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Um, but I think I think it's Marvel giving us another you know things sure. that we can actually watch because it's. It's good. It's it's gonna be short and sweet. It's eight right. episodes. It's not long. Um, and it's a good. It's a good. You know, action story again. I mean, we. It's crazy to think about like all the the past like what two three years we've gotten all these hero right. shows all of a sudden and they've all been like not amazing but they're all watchable. Yeah. Right. They're not always like the heroes. Okay, Phil, not for you. Yeah. But for the people that keep making no, them. No, you know, let me put it this way, man. You're taking like six heroes. I don't even five or six, whatever. You got like Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil, uh, Blue Cage, and, and am I missing anyone? Or is that no, you're not. That's that's, that was it. The so, four. So okay, so half, three out of four of these people. I don't give a fuck about, and I, their shows were almost unwatchable for me. So now you're going to give me another show that brings all these douchebags together, so I can not care about another show that Netflix made. So wrong. Jessica Jones was so good. It was I like the it, it, it brought it, Jessica Jones brought us one of the best villains that we've I'm, seen. I am in familiar a, with the Jessica Jones verse. I am familiar with Alias. Okay, I've read the comic books, which are dark as fuck. I yep. get it. But I don't I don't see, I didn't see any of that when I was watching the show. It wasn't what I eh. No, it okay, was then, it was good. John Ritter's daughter, what's her name? Uh Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. They're not they're not related. I thought that was <laughs> not every Ritter sure. is related. <laughs> they're not not no. related. Pretty sure. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Anyways, she she did an amazing job. Yeah, and and Daredevil, it, it took okay. So when I saw, I remember seeing Ben Affleck <laughs> the movie Daredevil, uh, which 
was Piece awful. Shit. So bad. And I've always loved Daredevil as a hero. Now, that's just because, again, it's another human I can relate to as a hero. He doesn't have superpowers, even though then the the, the movie they try to make it, he could see somehow. Well, he kind of did. Yeah, yeah. Dare, but Dare it's not like they kind of made it like as a superpower too the much. The chemical a little bit for that me. hit Daredevil and gave him his sonar vision is the same right. chemical that made the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's actually, turtles, that's actually yes. that, yeah. So and that's why I like Daredevil. And I think that when Daredevil came out, they did the fight scenes right. They did a lot of that. Oh, the fight choreography in the first two seasons. It was are so, so good. good. It was actually very, very good. The, the and fun, the hallway scene. And yes. Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Kingpin. Fisk. Yeah. I mean, we get a perfect. great Wilson Fisk. So I like that one a lot. It's a great story. Yes, it's not like a character that maybe everybody loves or worries about or cares about like they do like out of Batman or, you know, out of Iron Man or whoever the main, you know, DC Marvel person you you like. But it is a relatable, fun story and you get good action, you get a good story behind it and then they're all tying it together. And now I can agree, Iron Fist was a pile of garbage. Iron Fist was not great. I don't know what, I don't know what fight choreography they got for that, but they but fucked it th- up. Those are my two things. For another eight episodes and Defenders. Those right. are the two things that I want out of the Defenders is like, make Iron Fist a better character. Please. And use the use the fight choreography from Daredevil. Because the, whoever did that fight, like, I'm going to go fight a security guard at a mall or a, the right. Iron Fist. Like, stop it. Like, this is right. Iron Fist. He's supposed to be a badass. And you kind of just <laughs> on right. him. Now, Luke Cage, I think Luke Cage was enjoyable, but I don't... I, Again, again, you're right. It's a character I don't care about. I'm into right. Luke Cage right like, now. I yeah. think I just watched episode four, and I'm really liking it. It's, it it's, has that like it, it's good. I enjoyed it. It just doesn't have as strong as a villain as like Daredevil. Right, and that's not, that's the problem. Is like he's fighting no. these things, but that, I right. like this villain. Right, he is. It's Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's great, awesome. Just one best actor. So yeah. this is why I liked Dare the first season of Daredevil and maybe the first half of Daredevil season two. Daredevil, the Kingpin is a great villain. Daredevil's a you know a street hero. I get it. He's Hell's Kitchen only for some reason. God forbid you branch out and protect other people. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but I get that. I like parts of Daredevil. I was able to watch Daredevil. The rest of these people, I don't like their shows. I don't care about Luke Cage. He's the most self-centered, like despicable hero for hire that I've. I, I, I've ever read in a Marvel comic. I do not care. You literally work for money. You are not a real hero. You're a dick. You're a dick. Jessica Jones, I get it, man. Your background is tragic. You went through some shit, girl. I'm with you on that one. I, I don't give a fuck either. I'm bored. Purple man. Get in your TARDIS and get out of here. Wait, wait, wait no. When is Luke Cage... Luke Cage started in as... In his show being... He's not. He's not a, He's not for hire in the show. That's, he, that's his role in the comics. Right, that's not the show hire. at all. At that, all. That, that's not Luke Cage, then. Yeah, it is, because they show him being incarcerated. They show how he went through this whole process of being, you know, I'm not going to be that guy anymore. I'm and why be, he's trying to, he's trying clean, to be, up the clean up the street and be a good guy. And the only reason he actually starts being like, oh, yeah, you're right. At the beginning, he didn't want to use his powers because he didn't want to get noticed. He just wanted to be a normal person. But then one of his mentors gets killed. And like any good hero, once your mentor gets killed, you kind of you're going to go you're going to go you're take gonna go revenge get. and you're going to start making sure that the streets are clean again and stuff like that. So it does it presents it in a whole different light. So and you're telling I me read the Luke Cage comics. I could give a shit about Luke Cage so comics. So you're telling me the, the show, only way they can make Luke Cage likable is to make him not Luke Cage. 
Well, they made they made a Luke Cage that's for now, not for wherever the comics were written. You can change stories. So you're hating on it. You haven't seen it yet, and you rip on me for that. Uh, And you're hating on it for like stuff that was written in the seventies. I was bored. I turned it off. Yeah, and and those comics were written in the seventies. Like it's not it's not even relevant anymore. There are still modern Luke Cage comics. I mean, yeah, but the specifics you're talking about, how he was a hired gun. No, he still is. He's still a hero for hire. It is the name of his fucking team in the Marvel universe. They're heroes for hire. Him and fucking Iron Fist are like bros, and they sell their fucking abilities to the highest bidder to do heroics, quote unquote. Well, I would probably do that too. I mean, make some good money that way. I mean, I would too, but I- <laughs> see. <laughs> so you, I mean, I get, I get, I get where your 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 pain point is here, but seriously, like, give it a shot a little bit further than the first episode. I mean, how many first episodes have you watched and thought, "Oh, this is crap," and got through like three? Like, okay, this is okay. Game of Thrones. For you, yes. <laughs> no, yeah. Game of Thrones hooked me on episode one, and so does Ozark. So well, everybody's different. You. I mean, that's the thing is, and these these heroes, they're Netflix series. You're not getting a movie. You're not going to sit down and watch a three-hour movie about Luke Cage. You're watching eight episodes. I would rather watch... Okay, so okay, so here's what it really boils down to, and I'll admit my own bias in this aspect. I don't give a shit about the heroes of Hell's Kitchen. I never have. I never will. They're the most boring aspect of the Marvel Universe to me. If you want to give me a Marvel Universe and give me TV shows about heroes, give me X-Men. Give me anybody. Give me the Brotherhood. Give me individuals from like those their backstories from those characters. I'll watch those TV series about them. I don't care about Hell's Kitchen. I just don't. I'd rather see Kingpin against Spider-Man than Daredevil. Yeah, but I mean, I, we've already got Spider-Man everywhere else. Sure. It's, it's it's giving but, us a new new. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not it's not going to be like an A-list hero. It's not going to happen. But it is going to be a nice B or C-list, you know. And you're going to have these other villains that can bring in for you know random things. Like you can bring in Kingpin because Kingpin is just a hell's. I mean, he's really only like a New York villain. Yeah. I mean, he really doesn't go outside of that. No, I know that, but he all, but he doesn't hang out in just a Hell's Kitchen. Oh no, absolutely not. But th- that's just how this this story was written, you know. And I think that you could bring in these little lovable, you know, heroes that aren't uh, like world savers. You don't always need a world saver. For me, don't always need a world saver, but I definitely need more than a two square block. Like, saver. You, you like you like contradict yourself because you don't like Avengers because all they do is save the world. Now you don't like the little guy because all they do is save one little place. And that's how that's what I take these Netflix shows for. I like I go to the movies to see that grand epic scale world saving. Absolutely. I'm watching these shows to go, okay, what's going on in Hell's Kitchen? What's going on over here? What uh, how are they reacting to because they they reference the attack on New York. They reference the Avengers. They're smaller characters with a smaller budget. You're going to the street level. Daredevil works better on the show than he does in a movie. I get where you guys are coming from. I I totally see where you guys are coming from. It serves a niche. It has a fan base. I unfortunately don't fall in it. I get why you guys like it. I'm not going to tell you that you're dumb for liking it. I just think it's stupid. Plus, it brings Punisher in, and Punisher can be relevant in a a scale. Punisher is the best Punisher I've seen on screen since Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great Punisher. He fits the psychopath's dark role very, very well. Um, I like I like his fight scenes with Daredevil. I think that they make a great combat. It's fun. They're that's brutal. A, I mean, it's, it's hard to series. I am excited for. I will watch the shit out of the Punisher. Absolutely, and he's in Defenders. He's going to be in Defenders. Is he so, a main defender though? Is he like a cameo? I, role? I don't think he's a main defender. They haven't. They haven't. All all they've shown is that he was at the end of a trailer. Right. Really, I, so I, I don't think know. he's going to play a part in just like right. the whole overall series. I don't know if he's going to be like a like a mainstay in every episode. Right. 
I'll give it a if, if there's more Punisher, I'll, I'll watch more Punisher. I'm cool with that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll watch Punisher all day. I always, all right. I always kind of wish they would make a sequel to uh, Tom uh, Thomas Jane's Punisher. They did yeah. that little short on the internet. If you guys remember that, where he went mm-hmm. to the laundromat. Yeah, that, that was, was good. great. I I still think that there's there's future for that franchise, but I, I don't. Think I agree. Getting off the ground. And then, but that's another one of these um, like small time heroes. I mean, I know Punisher can be presented on a large scale, and it has been in the comics. But I think to present the type of hero that Punisher is overall, what they already dealt with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, would be very difficult to bring him in. Because like, how, how's he going to fit in with all these like bright, shiny superstars? You oh, know? Well, let me paint you a picture. So Spider-Man and the New Avengers are fighting a bunch of alien armies that are coming at them, right? And then out of nowhere, Thanos shows up with the Infinity Gauntlet. And as he's about to like warp reality, buckshot to the back. And there's the Punisher... <laughs> And he just goes, nailed it, and walks away. The end. <laughs> You're welcome. Somehow I, don't, somehow I don't think a buckshot of, of you know, pellets is going to take down Thanos. Thought off shotgun, two in each, one in each hand, bam, take that Thanos. The end. You're welcome, Disney. <laughs> as, as much fun as that, as that would be to, to actually watch and see happen, I don't think Punisher fits in with the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this is a good way to have him. You still have him in Netflix on a small scale with small scale heroes. I'd like to see Punisher show maybe in a Deadpool movie too. Maybe, yeah, I, I could see him going with Deadpool. They bring like, a cable in, but I don't know that he ever no, would. No, they're they're two different companies that own the rights. Yeah, which sucks. Shut so. up, money man. <laughs> All right, coming, there, at, coming at you with the logic. Anything else coming up, series wise, that we're like, oh, I can't mm. wait for this to pop up. My wiener. Oh, gross. You're welcome. Um. All right. Uh, well, yeah. on that note. Um. <laughs> I think we're gonna go ahead that's it for this week yeah. so um once again thanks for watching the hateful geeks i'm sweeney i'm phil i'm andy and i'm tim and we'll catch you on the flip side damn great bye that wasn't so fucking hard <laughs>